In the early 20th century, our world teetered on the brink of an unimaginable doom from beyond time, space, and reality. But who guarded mankind against the forces of infinite darkness? Which brave, unsung, and for the most part, competent heroes held that thin, weird line between humanity's fragile dominion and sanity-quashing chaos? The answer may quite possibly be found among the papers of two men, one of mysticism, the other of science. These are the adventures of Quiet and Bold, Consultants Paraordinary. Case file number one, The Scorned House. My name is Hetty Humble. The years are spent in the employ of the self-described brilliant physician Dr. Silence Quiet and his mysterious, mystical and yes American associate Randolph Bold were the most eventful, remarkable and above all terrifying of my long life. Though I was to them but a housekeeper, as well as occasional nurse, business manager, bodyguard and exorcist, I was privileged to enjoy the honour and joining them on their countless fantastic cases. Oh, 53, but countless sounds better. Now, six months since the two went missing after swanning off to Antarctica, and I'll bet balm cakes to brisket they only had one thermos between them, the blooming idiots. I feel it right to begin recounting the adventures we shared. Dr. Quiet and myself first encountered the lively Mr. Bold on the fateful day of our arrival in Massachusetts in the spring of 1924. Arkham! Oh, for Pete's sake, come along, Mrs. Humble. You know I detest lateness, particularly my own. Oh, very witty, I'm sure, sir. But you'll find slows as fast as quick, as my old mum used to say. Then, with the greatest respect, the woman was deranged. At least let the porters carry a suitcase or two. Or I suppose I could take the smaller of my telescopes. Over my dead cart horse, I won't have an employer of mine exerting himself in a public place. And those grubby porters will only leave thumb smudges on your brasswork. Besides, I'm balanced now. If I set down so much as a test tube, I'll topple like a maple on wash day. On your lumbar region, be it. Right, where's the chap who summoned us to this squalid little continent? Hello there, sir. No, thank you. I'm sorry? Not now, thank you. I've no desire to purchase a flower for the lady, the lady in question being my housekeeper, nor do I wish to donate to orphaned war horses or help give babies the vote. We are awaiting the arrival of a professional. But, sir, I'm... Blighter should have been here nearly two minutes ago, and I detest lateness, particularly that of others. Dr. Quiet, I believe I am the professional you're awaiting, and I'm never late. You're the estate agent? I'm the realtor, yes. Hmm. Female? That's right. Good God. But, Doctor, we've been corresponding for weeks. Yes, indeed. Uh, my apologies. The neutral name confused me. Miss Violet Ward? Yes. Naturally, I'd assumed Ms. was short for... Mr. And Violet? My good woman, I do not, nor have I ever claimed to know what might pass for a man's name in your so-called country. Take no offence, Ms. Ward. He's just grumpy because on a five-day voyage he never once beat me at shuffleboard. So, this picturesque, sun-drenched little burg is legendarily nightmare-shadowed Arkham? Yes, sir. Pride of New England. Hmm. New England. Don't see what was wrong with the old one. You can't find work there? Please, Mrs. Just... (laughs) Not in front of the... If I may say, Doctor, my client is truly thrilled to have the services of Britain's foremost specialist in the supernatural. Oh, well, I much prefer to work alone, but who've you got? Low? Oh, not Karnaki. Sir? 
You meant me. <laughs> of course, uh, that was just a bit of uh, self-deprecating humour. Let us proceed post-haste to the site of the disturbance. We've squandered enough time here already. Well, Doctor, it's been haunted for 150 years. If you'd like to check into your hotel first... Oh, that'll be nice. No, I shall procure his horse and carriage. But we have a car. Heap knows it's the 20th century, right? Oh, yes. He just doesn't like it. Benefit Street, please, Cabby. Uh, could I perhaps get you to sign here, miss? Oh, certainly. I must say, Doctor, you don't believe in travelling light. Only a fool would commence an investigation without a single one of these scientific apparati, each more essential than the last. Oh, there's a cat in here! What's it called? Oh, we don't name them anymore, dear. Not since the Vezin incident. Ugh, how many did we get through? I stopped counting. Anyway, tell me all you can about this shunned house, paying particular attention to the exact nature and causes of said shunning. Well, it's... Just another wee signature here, too, if you don't mind. Of course. The building's always had a strange effect on anyone who tries to live there. Anemia and death, yes. It was built on the graveyard of a sinister French family. The infamous Roulets. And five years ago, a man went missing from the cellar. Elihu Whipple. Good lord, Doctor. Mind reading? Your faculties truly are supernatural. <laughs> oh, my dear young lady, I see you're as ignorant as you are punctual. I assure you no wizardry was required. I merely had the police reports of Whipple's disappearance wired to me in London, and naturally memorised the Roulet family tree on the train. But why send for me now? Since Whipple vanished, a family had been living there without incident. But now, well, they're gone too. My client... Then sign here? My client then purchased the property and sent in investigators of their own. But one of them says... Well, it's ridiculous, really. I must urge you, Ms. Ward, spare no detail. The merest scrap of information, tiny particulars which may seem irrelevant, even trivial to a clueless, baffled layperson such as yourself, can prove to the rigorously scientific mind to be of the most profound significance. He says his partner was melted by a giant yellow light monster. You see, already my expertise tells me significant. And finally, just pop your name there and there, all done, miss. Thank you. Uh, what was I signing? Oh, how would I know, love? I'm just the housekeeper. We arrived at an ordinary but ugly-looking house. Yellow as a bricklayer's boil it was. And it turned out twice as nasty. It may not seem much, but the hideous history of this place is truly inexplicable. Fret not, Chuck. Inexplicables chops and mash to our doctor. Indeed. I've seen maybe two inexplicable things in my entire career. Oh yes, the ghost pig and that gravy boat thing. That's them. I've been hired to tackle possessions, poltergeists, witches and werewolves. And 99 times in 100, it's syphilis, gas leaks or a rottweiler wrapped in tinsel to scare the neighbours. But if you'll pardon me saying, Doctor, you don't know Arkham. Never fear, madam. The knowledge of all things is is possible. Michelangelo. Da Vinci. I'm afraid, Chief. Nice quote, though. And you are bold. I'll say. How did you get in here? Randolph Dexter bold. And yes, your front door may have been locked, but the basement window wasn't. So you were the one who was sending mixed messages on the whole enter-don't-enter enter issue. And I was itching to get started. Started? Been down there smoking my special pipe all night and let me tell you, I ain't kidding about the nightmares you have in this place. Good job I brought a spare pair of long johns. But we are... Three pairs, in fact. But we already have a specialist. Good, because you've got some mighty impressive dimensional interflow on your hands. And your fungal projection activity is beautiful. Although, obviously, it may kill us all. Now, uh, see here, I understood I'd be working alone. And you will, Doctor, once I've ejected this scruffy lunatic. Yeah, you don't want to do that. I've been psychically poking this bad boy since yesterday, and he's just about ready to pop me in the kisser. I could do with a spare pair of hands, in fact. You! 
I? Yep, you'll do. I am nobody's you. I, sir, am Dr. Silence H. Quiet, analyst, scientist, and internationally respected, if I may say, which I believe I may, consultant in instances of the crypto-fantastical, apparently preternatural, and seemingly super-mundane. Ho, ho, ho! Somebody's been hitting his thesaurus. I beg your pardon. No worries, Prof. I've never heard of you either, but I'm an amateur ghost hunter too. Amateur what what? Yep, this paranormal Pompeii's gonna blow. Wanna see? Very well. Mrs. Humble, you'll remain here. Oh, bless your heart, sir, I won't. You'll need me to hand you your bits and bobs. Please remember, we must be careful down there. Lord knows what those nasty roulets stashed away in their graveyard. Never build on burial grounds. Just don't call me prof. After you, Doc. We descended the stairs into the queerest cellar I've seen since my Uncle Enoch tried to teach himself taxidermy. Squiggles and numbers covered the walls, an eerie light flickered, the colour of last month's mustard, and weird mushroom things grew, knee-high to a pit pony, from a big hole in the floor. A floor I couldn't help but notice had been very poorly swept, if at all. Look at Muck in here. Ugh, smells like something's died. Oh, several hundred things have. Now, if you would be so kind, folks, step into the red circle and keep your arms inside the pentagram. So, this gobbledygook graffitoed everywhere. I take it some drunken children broke in last All Hallows' Eve. (laughs) Oh, no, I did those. Yes, I know it. Simple enough containment runes, but they should keep the gopher in the shoebox. (laughs) Magic. Magical, mystical, it doesn't much care what you call it. Man alive, the corpse lights intensified again. Yep, one more incantation and the outer and inner circles should align. That'll force him out. Okay, page 213. (laughs) Should've used the bookmark here. Vaultine, Satanish, Hogoth, Ragnarok. Oh, I see. You intend to solve this case with the awesome power of gibberish. Mrs. Humble, the apparatus. Etherphone, the electric cruciform, and a brace of psionic transistors. Crook's tube? Oh, why not? Take heart, Ms. Ward. We'll unmask this fraud. Hey, I ain't no fraud. I got the power to fight a vampire house, and I intend to use it. Now, see here. What was your name? Randolph Bold. Friends call me Randy. Look, Bold. I've seen off a thousand hucksters like you. What's your angle? Looking for a lost will? Pirate gold? Oil? reserves, or merely trying to impress this poor young lady who I'd imagine is perfectly aesthetically agreeable, if you're into that sort of thing. Thank you? Sure, a bunch of gold wouldn't hurt. And I don't deny, I'll probably be asking Ms. Ward out to the movies when we're done here. It's Violet. But open your third eye, quiet. Don't you see the freaky fungus? Those crazy weeds in the garden? That ain't green fly. All easily simulated, even by a half-witted charlatan. Explain the glow in here. Phosphorus. The voices. Concealed gramophone. The mushrooms moving on their own. Fishing line, man. This really is Child's play. The humanoid translucent monster I watched rise from this floor last night. A lie. Or an hallucination brought on by a combination of hashish, misplaced enthusiasm, and the wearing of overly patterned clothing. Oh, Doctor. I take it you're not experienced. What? Well... There was a cousin of mine, but we were both very young. I don't see why it's relevant. I mean, you've never quested, been to the dreamlands. Oh, dreamlands, bar humbug, and poo. You don't actually believe that preposterous, unconscious realm theory is true. Nope. Good. Because the very notion of astral projection... I know it is! Just as I know, an ancient vampiric entity will shortly climb out of that festering pus pit right in front of us. 
sorry, sir, but if that's a concealed gramophone, I'm Lillian Gish. Now, you can help add more powder to the circle around us, or stand there thinking about your mutton chops and get turned to slime. Either way, we're waking this sucker up. Is that wise, Mr. Bold? Nope. Suicidally stupid, but necessary. You can't destroy it without drawing it out first. He's the venom, and the snake bite needs a sucking. And hypothetically, mind you, how would you intend to evoke this form? Alkalize the soil? Cellular attenuation field? Or just a standard Faraday inversion? They all sound swell, Doc, but it's easy enough to get a demon's attention once you're psychically attuned. I just focus my ethereal self, toss in this lycanthrope's tooth for good measure, and say, Watoon! Wait, Tesla's cash! That's a protoplasmic tendril! Whoa, whoa, that fired him up. He's got a little more kick than I expected. Can you contain it? Uh, sure, sure. We can't stay down here. No, stay in the circle. It can't touch us. But how sure are you, Bold? It's growing! It's coming from me. I, I can't. Don't run, Violet! I'm sorry, I have to go. No, no! <laughs> no! Okay, uh, lady, you're chanting with me. Right. And Doc, get the red powder. Uh, what? The powder. Throw it. Throw it all. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Valtor, Oshtor, Ixalon. Valtor, Oshtor, Ixalon. Valtor, Oshtor, Ixalon. Valtor, Oshtor, Ixalon. Do you believe now? Short answer. Yes. It was, um, so strong. I wasn't ready. This might be a regular Tuesday night for you two, but I've never seen anything remotely. Oh, nor have we, love. No, indeed. To tell you the truth, uh, I'm surprised we managed to banish them. Look out! You put him down, you stinky sod! My God! The thing's enveloping him! Uh, Quickly, the equipment! Quiet! It's empirically real? Yes, I'm willing to concede that now. Of metaphysical origin, well, we can debate that later. It's killing me! Let go of him, you plasmic pig! Just hang on in there, Bold, but I won't lie. If you'll pardon my language, you're in a blasted pickle. Can't hold it, my mind! Great God! What is that unholy gibberish? It's French! No! Psychic barrier breaking! Can't contain it much longer! Quiet! Help me! Think. Thinking. Thought-forming. Right, I have what might generously be described as a hypothesis as to the shadow of an inkling of a notion of a theory of the very slimmest possibility of a semi-plan. That's better than a handful of notes. But first, I... Oh, dash it, there's no other way. Mrs. Humble, you must help me transfer the entity to a new host. Oh, no, sir. That's very noble of you, but you can't risk yourself like that. Good God, not me. Of course not me. Well, I'm not having a head full of chatty Frenchmen. Nor would I ever sacrifice you. I simply couldn't bear it. Having to teach a new servant how I like my shirts. Oh, sir. You're not just saying that. Uh, little help still dying up here. Yes, chin up, old chap. Right. Trust me, Mrs. Humble. Open all resonator valves. Sir, I won't. All at once could destabilise the very fabric of everything. Wait, also help me, I'll tell your sister the secret ingredient in your prize-winning Genoa cake is just simple. <gasps> you wouldn't. Can you risk it? <sighs> well, if you want to spoil a perfectly good dimension. Now, I'll synchronise the Psychotron while you bring me mittens. Uh, either you're a lot colder than me or I misheard that. The cat! Bring the cat! God help me, I named him. I tore up them steps like a whippet at Christmas and grabbed the cat, pausing only to notice his paws clearly matched his body, so I've no idea how the doctor had arrived at Mittens. I'd have called him Ginger. 
Anyway, dashing back down to that dingy dungeon, I placed Ginge, er, the cat, in the centre of the electric cruciform. Please no, I am truly sorry. If there were any other way... It's okay, Prof, just do it! I was talking to Mittens. Uh, right, quickly, Mrs. Humble, tie the pointy stick to the the thing. You mean attach the etheric harpoon to the cruciform's flux conduit via the triaxial proton tether? Oh, yes, yes. You're not so petrified you can't remember the names of things. We can find you a medal later. No need for that. Try sucking on this, you psycho-vampiric swine. As Dr. Quiet plunged the business end of the spark-spewing harpoon into that see-through slime beast, a great arc of lightning shot between it and the apparatus, drawing the creature right into that poor Moggy, and Mr. Bold dropped to the floor like a sack of wet tripe. That nearly liquefied me. Awesome! Quiet, you did it! I did something. Something woefully temporary. We're not out of the woods? Afraid not, love. We're still blundering round and with no map, a busted compass and a lunchbox of confusion sandwiches. Precisely. It won't be long before... Whoop, there it is. It's growing. Mutating, actually. Well, transmogrifying, if you want to get technical. No, technical would be transmuting. If you'll permit me, sirs, may I propose a fairly brisk retreat? Once again proving he can be surprisingly sprightly when terrified, Dr. Quiet exited the cellar in a flash while I helped poor Mr. Bold up the stairs and out the house, leaving little Ginger transforming into a sight almost beyond description. Although kitten squid tentacle blob pretty much covers it. Right, any more bright ideas? We wouldn't need any more ideas if this dunce hadn't thought he could vanquish a valence nine presence with a bucket of chalk and a werewolf's tooth. Me? I had it all under control until you came blundering in with your electric doodads and ruined everything. Ruined? Without those doodads, you'd be dead. You mean like Violet? Without you spooking her, she wouldn't be. Now steady on, sir. Yeah, steady on, you shabby shaman. You can hush up too, you bickering baby. I beg your pardon. Honestly, you're squabbling like two tired tots. Look, ma'am, I don't think you... You understand. I understand you both need dummies in your gobs. Doctor, young Mr. Bowl can manifest powerful apparitions with a click of his fingers and a book full of squiggles. He's clearly a force to be reckoned with. My mom always said so. Once when sober. And Mr. Bold, you may only have known him for two shakes of a vicar's whiskers, but I've seen Dr. Quiet assemble a functioning Spengler coil from a toaster and a valve radio while chest deep in a peat bog. True. Now, if you two are even half the men I'm trying to convince you you are, you'll get in there and send that bilious beggar back to where it came from with its tentacle between its... Other ones. Will you get my drift? I do. And, yet again, my invaluable Mrs. Humble reminds me of something I all too often forget. I am the greatest paranormal expert who ever lived. Well, I didn't actually say that. Let's pummel this pan-dimensional parasite to a pulp! Exactly. How? Returning it to its own dimension would be relatively straightforward, had we a handy power source roughly on par with the sun. And there are mystical means, but they'd involve calling up another entity much worse than this one, and a few dozen human sacrifices. Not to discourage you, gents, but anything else? Well, little mittens won't contain it much longer, that's for sure. What if we redirect it again? Find another host? No creature can hold it, feline, human or otherwise. But what about a place? Oh, I like where you're going with this. You think of what I'm thinking. I just might be. The house! What? Oh, no, forget it. You're right. A house makes way more sense. Right resonance, bound to the thing already. What was that about, Connecticut? Nothing, moving on. I know a hex that could trap it within the fabric of the building, but no, it'd take too long. That thing would rip me to giblets before I got my first chant out. You leave that to me. Me and my prismatic latticed radium projector. 
Don't know what that is, but your tone inspires confidence. Sirs, I hate to be a wet blanket, or damp bed linen of any kind, but that radium projector's not been tested. <laughs> Testing's for scientists. I am a scientist, but we have no choice. Bold, do you have your magic spell ready? Lose the tone, Lord Snooty. And yes. Very well. Engaging prismatic latticed radium projector. Prismatic lattice radium projector engaged. Now, I have 30 seconds of charge at most. Will that be enough? If it isn't, we won't have to worry about it very long. Right. Mrs. Humble, you'll remain here. Oh, sir. Why'd you bother? Back inside, we could hear the creature right at the cellar door. It had grown, swelled up like bread dough in a washerwoman's apron. Right. Are you ready? As I'll ever be. Meaning no. Listen, in case we don't make it, I just want to say you guys are the best. No. You hush your Yankee yammering. You get ready to fire that thing and I'll get the door. On the count of three. One, two... A huge mass of tentacles, sickeningly slimy, but with the odd tuft of ginger fur, burst from the cellar, scattering us like skittles. Yeah, I've dropped the projector. Yep, my book's gone too. There, Mrs. H, it's by your foot. Ah, it's got my leg. Ah, it's pulling me towards the door. Doing everything myself for a change, I kicked Mr. Bold's book to him, then grabbed the projector and gave what for to the thing wrapped around the doctor's ankle. Take that, you rascal! Pick on someone who doesn't pay my wages! Yes, it let go. Now keep firing! Incantation time! Hold it as long as you can. I'm serious here. Oh, just hush up and stop wizarding. Ashanti, Baltour, Watum, Langor, Sinibas, Forala. Oh, this gadget's getting very hot, sir. I think it might be another one of your exploders. No, hold on. I'll adjust the particle flow. Krakan, Sitarak, Krakan, Sitarak, Rotsa. It's still roasting. If we don't stop, it'll blow. No, keep firing. Just Krakan, Sitarak, Rotsa. Ah. Finally! I always wanted to be covered in goo. We'll never get this out of tweed. We'll see about that. You okay, ma'am? Right as rain, thank you, sir. Well, my hands are a bit singed, but it's not a double lard what fix. Look! The slime! It's seeping into the walls! Great Newton's apple, I think we've done it! We should get out of here while it gets used to its new form. We're right in the tummy of the beast. We hurried back out to the street. The house itself were breathing. The walls pulsed in and out, and the whole building swayed like a Spaniard on payday. And now we destroy it. And destroy means destroy. Every beam, plank, knick-knack, and rat crap. I guess acid might do it, just a couple hundred gallons, but my acid guy's out of town. That won't be necessary, Bold. You know, there are many things I'm not. Foolish, modest, Welsh. But above all, I am never unprepared. This is humble. Flamethrower, sir? Need you even ask? Nice! Don't suppose you got two? What self-respecting scientist would leave the house with one? So I fueled up Ethel and Doris and helped Quiet and Bold strap them on. Then, while I checked some paperwork and briefly tended to my wounds, which were in fact quite severe, the two gentlemen set about the one activity that can unite all men in true contentment. Burning things. Ah, nicely done. Those curtains should go up a treat. So how did an upright citizen like you get into Monsters and Mayhem? Oh, that's a long, long story. Can you paraphrase? Well, a uh, military man, years ago. Buboteric fever. Caught it in the colonies. Sounds painful. And saw some, well, things. Uh, might I do this armchair? Fire away. And you've been looking for things ever since. Yeah, I suppose so. Though genuine articles are few and far between. At least back in England. Uh, what about yourself? You've been a warlock long? Oh, a few years now. Could I get this beautiful antique dresser? It's all yours. 
I'm afraid I'm just the usual cliche. A guy who studied math at Miskatonic, met a girl, and got into the occult. Maths doesn't lead to the occult. It does in this town. So, you have a female partner. Not anymore. Left me, out of the blue. Don't know why she went, or where, but <laughs> you know women. No, no I don't. Ah, the uh, authorities have arrived. I wouldn't sweat it. I got a pretty great team of lawyers. You must have... What? You? Really? Sure. Well, I have Mrs. Humble. Uh, she has rather a knack for these things. <coughs> Shall we perhaps step outside? Why not? <coughs> Excuse me, if both fire and policemen could look this way. Thank you. Your valiant services will not be required. This is an expertly controlled thermo-demolition, and this is the paperwork to prove it. Hold it right there. I'll take that. And who might you be, sir? I might be Detective Frank Burke, lady. Well, that copy's yours, Detective. You'll find everything's in order. In order? <laughs> Where is he? He, sir. Don't play dumb with me, Miss T and Crumpets. I knew it. Soon as I heard the report. Spooky house, crazy noises, and the destruction of another local landmark. Where is that tomb-raiding little creep? Evening, Frank. <laughs> oh, I got you this time, Bold. Red-handed with your, uh... Is that a flamethrower? That is the thermo-demolition apparatus, sir, yes. This dump needed fumigating, Burke, with extreme prejudice. The owners will thank us. Ha! I know the owners, and the Green Society ain't gonna be thanking nobody. You're all coming downtown. Oh, why trouble yourself, sir? As you'll see if you read that contract, or have somebody read it to you, my employer was fully authorized to eliminate the infestation by whatever means necessary. What? Burning the place down don't defeat the purpose? Ah, officer, I see you're blissfully unacquainted with Karnaki spores. Once those blackguards get in your woodwork, there's nothing to be done but prevent spreading to the neighbours. A public service we are happy to provide. It's not really for me to say, but we're heroes of a sort. But no, wait, you can't... It's all there, sir. Signed in triplicate and quite legally binding. And I'm sure my lawyers all agree. Ugh, those bloodsuckers. <sighs> Okay, Bold, you weasel your way out of another mess, but I'm watching you. And on that glorious day when you really slip up, I'll be there. Fine, Frank. Just let us know ahead of time and you can have a flamethrower too. Ah. I say, that was rather fun. You guys are something else. Thank you, Bold. <clears throat> oh, yes, uh, and I don't mind saying it's quite possible that without your expertise, we probably couldn't have performed the task nearly so quickly. Hmm. By nearly so quickly, do you mean at all? Certainly not. But I am generously conceding that your quirky mumbo-jumbo did appear to have some small effect. Small? I take it all back. You, sir, are a jerk. Well, you're a cad. Blue nose. Founder. Enough sailor talk. There's a lady present. Where? You two know full well you've saved each other's bacon, egg and sausage today. You're going to need each other if we're to stop what's coming. What is coming? Mr. Bold, what do you know of this green society? They're a charity? I think. No, art club. Are they restaurant critics? Why would any of them be buying up haunted houses? That does seem odd. And how did you learn about this place? Oh, I managed to sneakily overhear these two guys talking about it at a diner. They said the place was possessed by an otherworldly force, then loudly repeated the address over and over while drinking their water. Yes, again, that's odd. I know. Not even ordering pie? Do you frequent this diner? Do I? Blue plate special every other day. Mm, seems you were set up, old man. As were we, sir. Which is exactly why you should stick together. Well, I'm game. Professors, bold and quiet. You're not a professor. Positions magnificent. Sounds good to me. Come on, I'll buy you a coffee. And you gotta try one of these new cheeseburgers. I almost certainly don't want to know what that is. <sighs> but make it tea, and it's a deal. 
We never did figure out which hotel the estate agent had booked for us, so we stopped the night at Mr. Bold's house. Well, I say house. Mansion, more like. Why someone with his money can't run a comb through his hair or learn to properly button a cardigan is beyond me. It was the very next day he received the blessed telegram that ended us up in flipping Innsmouth. But that's another tale for another time. If we'd known then what we know now about the Green Society, quiet and bold might not be lost at all. But I'll not lose hope. Somewhere in the doctor's notes I'll find a clue as to what happened in Antarctica. But now I'm off to bed. Sleep well yourself. I wish I could. So concludes the scorned house. But who really hired Dr. Quiet? Who sent that ominous telegram? And what dread fate befell our not-quite heroes in the long-cursed seaport of Innsmouth? Find out next time in Quiet and Bold, The Innsmouth Bride. Quiet and Bold was written and produced by Greg Johnson and Chris Lackey, with performances by Rachel Lackey, Greg Johnson, Chris Lackey, Heather Clinky, Chad Pfeiffer and Andrew Lehman. Editing, sound design and title music were by Greg Johnson, with all other incidental music by Reba Clark.